proud of their kids, right? And grandparents are proud of your grandkids. But no, it's a whole nother level with my kids. We were unable to have children for 17 years. And uh, my wife had a word from the Lord. She actually had about 500 words from the Lord about children. And over 17 years, you know, she got the bogus prophetic words right alongside the good prophetic words. And the bogus prophetic words were, you're pregnant right now, ma'am. And she would just look at him and say, no, I'm not. And she, she wasn't pregnant for 17 years. And then all of a sudden, boom, we started having babies. So I had my firstborn son, John Samuel Isaac Luker, when I was 40. Whew. And I am coming up on my 30th anniversary. So I got most of all of you beat. 30 years with the same woman, I still love her. Ooh, she's awesome. So we have three children, my boy 12, my, my two girls 9 and 6, and I am absolutely in love with them. I cannot stand it. I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, if my kids walked in the room right now, all of you would turn and look because their spirits are so huge. Isn't that right, Dennis? They're huge. They're wall-to-wall. I call them wall-to-wall. You ever meet a wall-to-wall person? They walk in the room. And they what? Fill up the room. Yeah, that's the way my kids are. We homeschool them. We've raised them in revival. They've never known anything but the power and the presence of God. And we intend to keep it that way. So their little spirits are just huge. They're huge. Did you know your spirit is bigger than your body? That's why sometimes when you walk by someone, you go, whoa. Or you go, ho, I felt that. I do not need long to talk to you, but here's what I'd like to ask you to do. I would like you to lean forward in your spirit toward the ministry time, all right? I don't need a whole lot of words. I am going gonna, gonna to share a message with you, but it won't take me but 20 minutes to share it, okay? What I really want us to do is to lean forward in our spirits into what God's about to do. Would you do that? There's a great word in the Bible, and it says this, it's good to wait upon the Lord. And, you know, we think of waiting as like waiting for the bus, waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for something to happen, waiting for 17 years to have a child when God's promised you one. You know, waiting's almost like a dirty word in our culture. We don't wait for anything. In fact, I personally, I hate waiting. I hate it. It's a four-letter word to me. I remember one time I was at Taco Bell, and I, you, know, you guys have Taco Bell out here? Yeah. You know, the center of ethnic food on the earth, it's Taco Bell. I was at Taco Bell, and I ordered my food. I don't know why I did it, but I looked at my watch. I just glanced at my watch just, just as I ordered. And I'm standing there waiting for my tacos. You know, it's Taco Bell. I mean, whoever thought of putting sour cream on a taco? That is genius. <laughs> Whoo! Thank you, Jesus. So I glanced at my watch, and I'm waiting for my tacos, and I'm thinking to myself, man, it's been a long time for Taco Bell. I want my food. I looked down at my watch, and it had been 90 seconds. <laughs> I was embarrassed. We don't wait for anything, man. 
That's why we have microwaves. I don't even go Christmas shopping for my kids anymore. I just click, 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 buy. It comes to my house. Already wrapped. For a guy, that is efficiency. I don't go to the mall. What's a mall? We don't wait. We want it now, right? So we think of this word wait in our culture is like a dirty word almost. It's, it's, it's something we hate to do because we're so used to having it now. But there's a word in the Bible that wait is not the best translation. What it actually means is to lie in wait as if to ambush. That's a bit different, isn't it? To wait. To lie in wait as if to ambush. It's like you ever see those old Western movies where they're setting an ambush? The guys are up on top of the cliff, right? And the wagon train or the horses are coming down here. And these guys are on, on the edge of the cliff looking over. And every muscle in their body is tensed. They're waiting. Right? Like this. And this is how we wait. Christians, this is how we wait. Those that wait on the Lord renew strength. Why do you renew strength? Because it's hard to stay in this position for a very long time. I tell my boys, I'm a coach in baseball, I tell my boys, get in your most athletic position. So I coach 12-year-olds. My son is a beast pitcher. For those of you that don't know that word, that's a good thing. He's a beast. He's throwing like 70 miles an hour as a 12-year-old. I tell my boys, get in your most athletic position. And even at 12, they've been playing baseball since they were seven, six, five, right? Like some of your kids. The right fielder's still doing this. So that is not ready. That is not baseball ready, boys. This is ready. You guys want to try this? Stand up. All right. Get in your most athletic position. Let's see it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Come on, baby. I'm ready. Bring it. Woo! All right, you did good. You can sit down. To lie in wait as if to ambush. It's like God's coming around that corner. We know it any second. And when he does, we're going to jump on him. If he doesn't jump on us first. Those who wait upon the Lord renew strength. They mount up with wings like eagles. They run and they don't even get tired. Teach me, Lord, to wait like that. So if I could tell you one thing tonight, I would say wait on the Lord. He's good. He's coming for sure. Who's he coming for? He's coming for you. He's saying, I want you on my team. You're the pick of the litter. You guys good with that? All right, do me another favor real quick. Get out your cell phones and turn them on. Turn them on. I know pastor tells you to turn them off every day in church, but this is something different. Okay, good. He's full of grace. He lets you have your cell phone on in church. Turn your cell phone on if you would. And I would like to give you a free gift. All right? 
This is a coupon that you can use at the product table, and I'm going to tell you about the product in just a minute. So here's what you need to do. If you want to get the free gift from me, and you can get it, you know, an email once a month or twice a month from me that says, hey, I'm going to be at Blazing Fire. Come see me, okay? Um, here's what you do. You text the word FIRE, F-I-R-E, to this number, 24587, okay? 24587, just text the word FIRE and see what happens. See if you don't blow up. 24587, text the word FIRE, F-I-R-E. Let me know when you get a response. 24587, text FIRE. Did you get something back? What does it say? Buy any CD or DVD, get one free. Okay, that's your coupon. That's my gift to you tonight. And uh, you can stop the, the text messages from coming anytime you want. You just text stop. But um, it's from me, okay? It's not some service, and it doesn't cost you anything, just your normal text rates. So that's a way we can, we can stay in touch. You can turn your phones back off now. Thank you very much. But show that at the product table, and if you buy one CD or DVD, you'll get one free of your choice, okay? Let me tell you about the music. You're welcome. This is our new CD. My wife and I made this up in Reading at Bethel Church in the studio where Jesus Culture and Bethel and Brian and Jen Johnson do all their recording. And I'm telling you, that is a great place to record. That place is saturated with the anointing. In fact, we were having a little trouble when we were recording there. And Kevin Deadman, my friend, came in, and I said, Kevin, we need help, man. Pray, pray for us. And, boy, he prayed a Kevin Deadman on us, and uh, bam, we got some glorified music recorded right after that. And uh, this is by far our best work. If you have our other music, you need to get this one. It's the yellow one. It's psychedelic for all you hippies, old hippies like me. And it's just think of Pink Floyd in the Holy Spirit, Okay then you're about there. But I can tell you that um, I think this is 10 times better than anything we've ever done. So I'd love for you to have a copy of it. Let me, let me also add this. If you cannot afford to buy a CD, I would like you to take one on me, okay? Is that fair? Just take a CD for free if you can't afford to, to buy one. We also take credit cards. You can write checks. If you'd like to give a donation to our ministry, you can do that at the product table. But sing around your throne. We did some of the music from it tonight right there at the end, Jacob's Ladder. Some people were asking me. That's on that. And uh, that CD is just spontaneous, Holy Spirit-inspired music over a couple of years that we remembered what we did, and we went into the studio and, they, and sort of massaged them a little bit, and they became songs. That's what that CD is all about. All of our music is pretty much like that. Spontaneous, prophetic, edgy, swirly, hippie, trippy, groovy, marshmallowish. There is a song called Marshmallow on here, isn't it? You know, it's funny. This is Cloud by Day, Fire by Night. We did this with Joanne McFadder. Somebody sent me an email. We've gotten really, really great response from this all over the world. And uh, But somebody sent me an email, and they said, you know what? You guys are kind of legalistic. I said, really? Why is that? He said, you know that guy's praying some prayer at the beginning, who may ascend the hill of the Lord, you know? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. That's kind of legalistic. 
So I forwarded that to Joanne. First of all, that's just the scripture. You know, he was just, he wasn't giving his opinion. He was just quoting scripture. Anyway, I, I forwarded it to Joanne McFadder, our friend, and she said, well, I think the marshmallow song kind of balances it out, you know. <laughs> legalism, freedom, legalism, freedom. It's okay. You'll survive, Mr. Mr. Judge. Okay. Um, cloud by day. This one's for daytime use. It will not make you drowsy. Fire by night. You do not want to operate heavy machinery while you're listening to that. We've had some drive-by people having to pull over and stuff. There is a song on fire by night that where a hundred voice angel choir showed up on the CD. And uh, that's number eight. The track's called Beauty. Guess what the girls were singing? It was just Joanne, my wife, Santa, and my sister, Mary, just three female vocals. But on the CD, you can actually hear the choir. Guess what they were singing when the angels showed up? Holy, holy, holy. I guess it's a really popular song up there. It's like top ten. Deep Calls, we did this with Kevin Prosh, who's a good friend. We only have the DVD now, but the DVD is two and a half hours long, so, and you get the video. The reason you know it's a DVD, because it says DVD right on there. Don't try to play that in your car. You might get frustrated. Everything is $15, but you buy one, get one free, and if you can't afford anything, just take one, okay? Enough of the commercials. All right, you ready? Now... You're in your most athletic position on the inside, right? And what, are, what is it that we're waiting for? We're leaning into the purposes of God. We are anticipating, salivating over what God is about to do in our personal lives. Is that good with you guys? Are you good with that? Now, I told Pastor, I don't even believe in hype. You know, God doesn't need hype. But you know what I do believe in? Enthusiasm. You know, I, I am basically a shy person, believe it or not. You wouldn't know with a guitar like that. You wouldn't know that I was raised in an extremely conservative evangelical home, and my dad was a pastor. And my wife's dad was a pastor in extremely conservative. I mean, if I could tell you how conservative we were, you wouldn't believe it. Baptists were liberal to us, man. Southern Baptists were like anathema liberal. We had to convert them, okay? Just to let you know. <clears throat> it has cost me a lot to be here tonight. You know what I mean? You know, we say things all the time like Pastor said, and I believe it. I believe he's telling the truth. We want the presence of God pretty much at all costs. It's very expensive. Have you, have you paid a little bit to live in the Spirit? Have you paid a little bit to, to be where you are today? Well, here's the thing. Whatever I've had to pay personally to get kicked out of the denomination of my birth and my dad's church and my father-in-law's church and, and to be thought of like that and to have my brothers and sisters in Christ shake their head at me and go, oh boy, Keith's gone off the deep end. All of that. I consider it like the Apostle Paul, rubbish <clears throat> compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. 
It's rubbish. I'd pay more. It's totally worth it. Whatever you've had to pay tonight, I'm telling you right now, as your brother, it's totally worth it. You know, one of the most evil thoughts we can have in our head, did you know we have evil thoughts in our head sometimes? I'm going to help you get some of those out tonight. We all have evil thoughts in our head. We don't mean to, but we just accidentally do. One of the most evil thoughts that it can ever come into your, your brain, and every time this thought comes into your brain, I'm going to tell you right now, it's the devil. It goes like this. Oh, man, this ain't worth it. It's not worth it. This is too hard. Ah, I just can't take it anymore. I've thought that a bunch. And now I know, and I'm telling you, that is the devil. I love what the psalmist David said. He said, Lord, why do the wicked prosper? What's up with that? Here I am, slaving away, doing everything right, trying to be righteous, and this guy over here that cares nothing for you is getting rich. What is going on with that? It's a very human thought, isn't it? It's like a common thought that we all have if we're honest and then David says this he says until I entered the sanctuary of God everything became clear I realized that I'm the one standing on the rock he's on a slippery slope it's totally worth it serving God will pay off do you believe that? I wasn't going to preach on this, but I'll give you one scripture for it. You ready? It's in Hebrews, the great chapter of faith. It says this. Whoever wants to please God, that's all of us. We want to please God. Whoever wants to please God, you must believe two things. First of all, you must believe that he exists. That is the easy part, let me tell you. Yes, I believe God exists. Good. We're halfway there. Now, you want to hear the hard part? We must believe that He is the rewarder. Why do we use reward motivation on our children? Why do we tell our little bitty innocent children, if you're nice to your sister, I will pay you? Why do we do that? Because it works. I'll pay you five bucks not to hit her. (laughs) Anyone who comes to God, everyone knows this. This is common knowledge. We must believe that he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In common language to me, that says serving God will pay off. You believe it? Serving God will pay off. Now that's a thought from heaven. Everything you're doing, every challenge, every fear, everything you plow through, it's going to pay off. Big time. Everybody say, big time. I'm not talking about a little payoff. I'm talking about big time. Are you with me? All right, that's not what I'm preaching. 
So there I was in Texas, in Fort Worth, Texas. Those guys used to live there. Don't mess with Texas. Drive friendly is another sign you see, and people wave at you, and if you mess with them, they'll just shoot you. It's kind of like Los Angeles. <clears throat> Except those guys that shoot you in Texas are God-fearing people. They'll shoot you in Jesus' name because you belong in the grave. I'm minding my own business in Texas. I'm just a little California boy, okay? But I'm in Texas, and when you're in Texas, everywhere you drive, there's a barbecue place. And Texans are very proud of their barbecue. In fact, I go all over the United States, and everywhere I go, it, it matters not what city I'm going into. I get off the plane, and whoever's picking me up or whoever sees me first says, oh, man, you got to try our barbecue. And I just have to say, listen, I'm from Texas, dude. You don't understand barbecue. Okay. We know barbecue in Texas. I'll, I'm going to give you a little barbecue test. You think you know your barbecue, all right? Now, this is a bit tongue-in-cheek, and it might be offensive to some of you, but barbecue, good barbecue, really good Texas barbecue is not about the sauce. I know that's a shocker. It's about the smoke, the smoky meat. That meat never even touches fire. The smoke cooks the meat, and the flavor goes all the way to the bone. In Texas, when you go to a barbecue place, you are going to have a vision from God. I am not kidding you. I am standing there in Cousins Barbecue, my favorite barbecue place in Fort Worth, Texas. If you ever come to Fort Worth, you got to eat cousins barbecue because i have a theory i've seen places in california where they put up a sign that says texas barbecue it's not believe me i think my theory is if you take texas barbecue outside the state line it doesn't taste the same so you have to actually eat texas barbecue in texas to get the full effect okay so i'm there i'm smelling the smoky meat i know god's gonna talk to me just from that and I'm watching on the TV screen, and it's, it's, it's March Madness. We just passed March Madness. We got any Hoops fans in here? Some of you guys, basketball fans, those of you that are looking at me like this, what's that? <clears throat> it's basketball playoffs, right? All month long. That's why I call it March Madness. It's college basketball playoffs. And I'm watching on the TV screen in Cousins Barbecue, Fort Worth, Texas, smelling the smoky meats, and I'm watching victory celebrations on the TV. Now, do you believe God can speak to you watching ESPN Sports Center in a barbecue joint? Oh, my goodness. This is like my life message now. I was watching it. And it wasn't the cool kind of victory celebrations where you go low five, hey, we're cool, we got it. It was three, two, one from half court. He shoots. He scores. The crowd goes wild. Wow! The players are rolling around on the floor, sweaty. They're cutting the thing off the basket, and the whole thing crashes down on the floor, and they pour the pink Gatorade all over the coach's three-piece suit. 
they ruin his thousand dollar suit and they're ribbing each other literally they're they're kicking back going did you see that shot <laughs> oh my goodness and it was a highlight reel. You know how they, they just show a little clip of each game. So it's victory celebration after victory celebration after victory celebration after victory celebration. Back to back to back. And I'm watching all this smelling the smoky meat. And here comes the voice of the Lord. Right out of the smoke. The smoke filled the temple. Boom. And the priest couldn't minister anymore. Here's what he said. You ready? Are you, are you leaning forward? On the inside, I am so poised for what's about to happen. I hope you are too. He said it's time for the church to become drunk with victory. She likes it. Yeah. And if you're like me, I said, yeah. That sounds great, God. But if you're like me, I'm a practical guy. I want to know what it means. And I said, Lord, what the heck does that mean? I don't think I said heck, but. And the Lord said this. Well, like that. Had a visual. Thank God for visuals. I saw Drunk with Victory on the television. I was watching it. It looked like about 20 minutes ago right here. It did. Looked exactly like that. And, and God said, like that. And I said, like that, Lord? He said, yeah, like that. It's time for the church to become drunk with victory. I said, how are we going to do that, Lord? Okay, I'm, I'm with you. How are we going to do that? He said, point number one, why don't you practice winning for a change? You know when the Lord says for a change after something? It means you're not doing something quite the way it's meant to be done. You know what the uh, definition for insanity is? Doing the same thing, expecting different results. That's insane. So when God says to you, why don't you practice winning for a change? I'm thinking, um, yeah, that would be different. Because, you know, we're so good at losing in the church, aren't we? We're like expert losers. <clears throat> for example... We develop entire theologies around losing. For example, when someone doesn't get healed, we are ready for that. We're so ready. We have our list. Well, maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Maybe God gave you that. Right? We have our list. We're so ready to lose. Like, we're ready for it. We don't even have to study. We don't even have to practice. You know, I teach my boys in baseball, be good losers, right? Hold your head up. Give the high five. I know you want to punch that guy, but don't do it. Be a good loser. 
We spend so much time on this. The Lord had to say to me, out of the smoke, practice winning. I started thinking about that, and my wife asked me, what would that look like? I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take a shot at it right off the top of my head. I didn't even think. What if we live today as if all of our financial problems were over? Not in terms of spending, you understand. In terms of emotionally and mentally. What if? You ready for a what if? What if I could live in my moment right now as if all of the problems, and they are many, that I am facing, all of the challenges that I am facing in my life, all of the negative things that are happening to me, what if I could live in a state of being knowing that all of those problems were temporary? Maybe that would be practice winning. You think? Practice winning for a change. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to try this. Everything that I'm going through that is negative is temporary. I'm going to prove it to you from the scripture. It's time for the church, that's us, to become drunk with victory. So the Lord gave me the coolest illustration. I already told you I'm a coach in baseball. And he said, what if you could get those little boys in the huddle before the game and guarantee them a win? What do you think it would do for their performance in the game? Because you know as well as I do that little boys are very emotional about their baseball, aren't they? Boy, when things are going well, they're the best team in the world. They can't be beat. They're undefeatable, and they are going to the Little League World Series. I'm telling you, one bad thing happens. Johnny lets a grounder go between his legs, and it's like, oh, no. We're going to lose. We'll never recover from this. Right? Emotional. They're up. They're down. They're up. They're down. They're exactly like us. That's why the Lord showed me this, this way, because it's us. Are you getting this? He said, what if you could get those little boys in a huddle and say, boys, I got good news for you. Before the game starts, I already know the outcome of this game. We win in the fifth inning, six to five. So just go out there, have fun, and play the game. You know, this is our exact situation. Jesus, the coach, has gotten us in the huddle and freaking guaranteed us a win. We win decisively. This is not a struggle. It's not a contest. We win. Have you read to the end of the book? Read all the way to the end. It's like a number one bestseller, man. It's a page turner. It's the best novel you've ever read. We win. 
My Papa Jack Taylor says there are, Christians are the only people on the planet that have a reason to be ridiculously happy. We have the answer. We know the end of the story. Before it even starts, we have a guaranteed win. My son, when he was littler, used to be afraid of the devil because he could see him. And I said, son, don't be afraid of the devil. Let me show you something. And I read to him that passage in Thessalonians where it says, when the Lord of glory appears and all of his holy angels with him, he will overthrow the destroyer by the breath of his mouth. That's drunk with victory right there. I said, son, what's on the inside of you is so much more powerful than the devil. Now, the devil can do stuff, but he's little bitty compared to what's on the inside of you. Romans 16, 19 says, and the God of peace shall soon crush Satan under your feet. That's drunk with victory. Now I got news for you. As soon as God spoke this to me, I started on a journey of the three worst years of my life. You know how sometimes God speaks to you and he gives you a word and then he says, now you're going to work that word out in life and then you're going to go even to the next level and you're going to become the message. Three years of hell ensued. Got a question for you. Do I look depressed to you? Nope. I'm going to give you my secret, okay? I learned that if you're going to become drunk with something, you have to drink it. Shaba. <laughs> if you're going to become drunk with Victory Church, you're going to have to be drinking you some victory. And you got to drink quantity. A little dab will not do you, my brother. My sister, you are going to have to consume large quantities of victory. Listen, I'm getting to the point where I just want the Lord to brainwash me. Why do I say that? Because I let the devil brainwash me long enough. I let my own thoughts and all those voices inside my head be the ruling, controlling factor in my mind. So why don't we just give God equal time? How about a little God brainwashing? How about a little wash your mind with the Word of God? Well, here's what I started to do. I reread my Bible. I love the Bible. It's the Holy Word of God written down for us to help us. I found hundreds of drunk with victory scriptures. I'm going to share just a few of them with you. Now, these are mine. You get your own. According to the word of God, my brother and sister, listen to me. Right now, sitting on your little pile of problems, you yourself are seated with Christ in heavenly places. 
Let me just tell you a little bit about that place where you're sitting right now. This is not pie in the sky, by and by. This is immediately kingdom come. That place where we are seated with Christ in heavenly places is far above all rule. It's far above all authority. It's far above every name that can be given, not only on the earth, but in heaven. It's above that. It's above President Obama. It's above the liberal agenda. It's above the Republicans. Watch out. I love George Bush. I love that man. I'm not going to go there. I'm just telling you, I lived in Texas, man. All right. Barbecue bush, barbecue bush, barbecue bush. Okay. That's where we are. And if you got up in the morning with that thought on your mind, I'm telling you, it would make you tipsy. And you would look at your problems and they would begin to shrink. How would you like to shrink all your problems? So small that you can't even remember what you were worried about. I've been drinking this stuff for years, and it works. Let me give you another one. The Bible, the Word of God says this, one of us can chase a thousand of the enemy. Two of us, 10,000. That's not one plus one equals two. That's one plus one equals 10,000. It's what I call synergistic multiplication of the anointing for you big brains. Those are big words for some of us. Synergistic multiplication. You put two of us together, and it sucks to be the devil, man. Those are bad odds for him. I picked that up from my 12-year-old. Sucks to be the devil. <clears throat> So I've been drinking this, and I'm telling you, the more I drink it, the drunker I get. And if there's one thing we need in our lives as Christians, we need to be drunk, filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't need to be filled with CNN. We don't need to be filled with all the bad news. We need to be filled with the Word of God. What does God say? What does he think? Where am I? Who am I? Where do I sit? There's a place in Revelation. This is your, your drunk with victory scripture. In, in chapter uh, 2 or 3, it says, To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Do you ever picture yourself on the throne of God? I saw that scripture one time, and I had to draw a picture of it because I wanted to see it. I'm not a very good artist, but I drew a big white throne big old Jesus on it and a little bitty me sitting in his lap that's where I sit ruling and reigning with him every single thing on the earth is under my feet I have dominion because God gave it to me are you starting to feel a little tipsy you need to drink this stuff mass quantities Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your mirror. When you look into the mirror, you look back at a champion. Yes. 
Did you know that God, through God, I can advance against a troop by myself? It's great if I have a brother or sister to agree with me, but by myself, I can take on a whole troop. Some of you military guys could tell us, how many people is that? A troop? A troop is one? Is that not a military? Okay. It's an old school military, maybe. I think it's a few people. I thought it was. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that cool, right? So I've been drinking, and I'm highly recommending it. Go through your Bible, write down your Drunk with Victory scriptures, and instead of turning on the bad news, turn on the Word of God, and your brain will start to catch up. I'm getting to the point where I am so drunk with victory, I can't hardly even process bad things. Papa Bill Johnson says this, and I like this. This is I aspire to this. He says, I cannot afford to have one thought that trumps the presence of God in my life. Cannot afford it. Won't do it. No matter how tragic, how terrible, how awful, God's presence in my life is above it. And that's where I live. I live in the presence of God. What do you guys think? Man, I'm about half plastered right now. I don't know if I can even finish. I'm actually done talking. So, so we need to pray, don't we? This is what I want to pray. I want to pray two things for you, and then we're going to just open up the altar, and we can have what you normally have, ministry team, fire tunnel. What should we do? Should we do fire tunnel? Do we got enough fire to do fire tunnel? A blazing fire? All right. Fire tunnel it is. Here's my only request. Don't, don't be a person in the fire tunnel who's being the tunnel unless you're on fire. That's all, that's all I ask, all right? So we can take care of that in just five minutes, all right? So here's my two, my two things I want to pray for you. Number one, there are voices inside our head that go against what I've just taught you is from the Word of God. Would you agree with that? There are things that we tell ourselves and things that play over and over like an MP3 file on loop it's just looping 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 it's saying the same thing for years it's saying things like this don't try that sit down shut up cool off you're gonna fail you'll never amount to anything you're fat you're lazy you're clumsy you're stupid. All right, you know those voices? All right, I'm going to tell you. Let me just be your brother for a minute. Those voices are not God. Okay? And if they're not the voice of the Father, we don't need to be listening to them. And letting them play over and over and make grooves in our brain. 
So if it's not the voice of the Father, you tell me where it comes from. It's the pit of hell. Now, you might have got it from your parents. You might have got it from a leader. You might have got it from well-meaning friends. Doesn't matter who said it. The point is, the source is the devil. And let me tell you something about demons talking inside my head. I don't like it. In fact, I have four words for demons, the same four words Jesus had. Shut up and get out. Listen, we do not negotiate with demons. They are not your friends. They are not your pets. They are your enemies. And what we want to play over and over and over and over inside of our heads is the kind of stuff you've been getting here. Let me tell you what daddy's voice sounds like for some of you that it may be new to. Come here, baby. Let me help you with that. I love you. You're awesome. You're so beautiful, I can't take my eyes off of you. I will come to every one of your games. I am your biggest fan. You have no idea how special you are. And I love you with all my heart, and I can't stop. There is nothing you can do to earn it, and there's nothing you can do to keep it. It's a done deal. It's permanent, unconditional. You're my son. You're my daughter. Precious. That's Papa's voice. Jesus said it this way, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. They would never follow a stranger. Why? Because the voice sounds strange. It's like, that, that doesn't sound like God to me. That's not God. Okay, are you with me? I know this is, this is a review for most of us, but it's okay. Let's just go to the next level. You ready? I want to pray for you. So just open up your spirit. I only have time to take on one, okay? I'm just going to take on one. There are many that we could take on tonight, but let's just take on one. The meanest demon on the planet. It's called the spirit of religion, okay? You know why it's mean? It put Jesus on the cross. You know why it's mean? Because it lies to you and tells you that the way to gain favor with God is do more, try harder. You got to earn it. I had a vision when my son, my firstborn, was one. And I saw him in the vision about seven or eight, and he was tearing through the house. And as he was tearing through the house in the vision, I caught him by his arm and I pulled him close and I said, This, you're my treasure. I love you no matter what you do. And I let him go and he went, Soon. And that vision has informed my parenting. That's the bottom line of who I am with my son. Right? So the spirit of religion is the opposite of that. You got to do more. Yeah, you, 
it's the other way around. All right, so how about we take that on right now? It'll only take a minute. Just open your spirit. I promise I won't hurt you too much. Father, we just take the authority you've given us in Jesus Christ. And against any voice that would rival your sweet, loving voice in our heads. And we take authority over the spirit of religion against the people of God. The spirit of religion is against the people of God. And in Jesus' holy name, I take authority over the spirit of religion for all my brothers and sisters. We do this together. And I say to you, you foul spirit, shut up. Stop talking. I'm not interested in what you have to say. Get out of my head. Get out of my life. And every time you open your mouth, I'm going to tell you the same thing. Shut up. If I have to do it a thousand times a day, I say, religion, shut up. You are not my parent. Now, don't you feel better, a little bit better? I feel better just... You might want to try that at home. Get in the shower, get in the car, close the door, roll the windows up. Shut up! Some of us need to say it a thousand times in a day, but tomorrow you'll feel better. Okay? Are you guys good with that? So you're, you're just a little bit freer than you were five minutes ago, okay? Number two. This is, this is going to hit the rest of us. If that one didn't get you, this one will. It's a little thing called guilt and shame. Guilt happens when we do something wrong. We feel it. Shame pins you to the floor and won't let you up. Guilt is a feeling. We feel it. We did it. We know it. We feel guilty. Shame takes you and throws you down and pins you to the floor, and it won't let you up. That's why things you've done years and years ago, and you've been sorry, and you've been sorry, and you've been sorry, and you can't get over it. It's, that's a spirit of shame. Now you're ashamed. Okay? Now listen. According to my Bible, when Jesus died on the cross, he took 100% of the shame. Okay? When he said it's finished, he said, your shame and your guilt has been atoned for. It's over. So what is shame? It is simply a lie. It's only a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It's the devil's voice. You know, we even, unfortunately, come up with phrases that we tell our kids. You should be ashamed. That's like the worst thing you could ever say. That's a curse. I take that back. You shouldn't be ashamed. You should be free. You should be loved. You should be forgiven for all that. All right, you ready to just take a little bit more than you had before? All right, let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I take authority over the spirit of shame for my brothers and sisters. And all those voices that say, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it, and you've got to pay the consequences for years. And I just say that's a lie. And in Jesus' holy name, I take authority over that spirit. And I say to you, foul spirit of shame and guilt, shut up. And get out. 
tell the spirit of shame to take a hike. Get out of my head. I'm not interested in what you have to say. When you're talking, I'm telling you to shut up. When you're going like this, you should be going like this. Be quiet. Ah, everybody take a deep breath. Okay. Now, do we have some appropriate fire music? If you want to use uh, use mine, put it on track three. Yeah. This is this will get us warmed up. Okay. Now, Pastor, how do you do things here? Do you have a ministry team? You have elders? You have leadership? You want to call up? And, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to pray for the, the fire tunnel leaders. And we'll all pray for them first, okay? We'll get them drunk as a skunk, and then we'll go through the fire tunnel. How's that sound? So uh, Blazing Fire leadership team and, and uh, second-year students. I want you up here. Second-year kingdom training students. should be a bunch of you moving. Blazing Fire Leadership, second-year students, we need you. Whoa, don't let her fall down. Okay, so that no one gets hurt, once this gets going, once we get this party started, we may need some helpers. So if, if some of you strong guys or gals would help us make sure no one gets hurt, I would really appreciate it. Okay, everybody stand up. Stand together, please. Here's what we're going to do. All of us are going to pray for them. And we're only going to pray for them for 90 seconds, okay? Because it doesn't take long to get the fire. And it's in your best interest, all of you guys. You guys are my ministry team right now. We're going to pray for them. It's in your best interest that they get as hot as possible in the next 90 seconds, okay? So let's turn that music on and pray like the Koreans pray. Out loud, at the same time, as if your life depended on it. And we're going to pray one thing for our friends here. More fire. More fire. Come on. Come on. Send your fire, God. Send your fire, God. Send your fire, God. Send your fire, God. Right now, right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 60 more seconds. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Fire. 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 More fire. Right there, right there, right there, right there. 
¡Vete, vete, vete! ¡Bum! More, 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 more. No, no. You're not done. Come on. 30 more seconds. 30 seconds of fire. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, fire. She's a holy roller. Oh, my goodness. Fire. 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 Shoo, shoo. Shuba, Shuba, fire, 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 more fire, more fire, my brother. You're doing great, you're doing great. Fire, 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 fire. More fire, Lord. More fire. Right here, right here, right here, right here, right here. Shoo, 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 shoo. the fire tunnel. Face each other. Side. 